Go. Hey, welcome back to Bankrupt Overland. LJ, Jeff, and Steve here with you again. It's been a minute. We know. We've kind of been fucking yep. off yep. Uh, doing some trips. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> just, you know, life is being life, and we're out there doing yep. it. So we, uh, we've we been out for a few weeks. We're back here. Thanks for hanging around if you're if you're uh, been waiting for this. We appreciate it. Got a good one lined up today. So as I said, we have had some trips. So uh, yes. Steve went on a big adventure. He took over the, the Instagram and, man, just yeah. showed us a great time. Jeff has had some awesome things going on, too. So as as usual, we'll kind of get it kicked off with what's the latest and what's been going on. So Jeff or Steve, who wants to lead us out here? All right. Well, first off, I want to I want to get a, an idea of where all you guys are listening to us from. Great, so great our, our 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 biggest city is Columbus, Ohio, with ten percent of our downloads. Shout out Let to them. Know. Who's, Let us know. Shoot us a message. We'll get you a sticker that's overland. way too small. <laughs> we'll, get you, we'll get you a great sticker for your water bottle. Yeah. <laughs> then we got Atlanta. Charlotte, Atlanta. Nashville. Nashville, keeping it strong then, in the hometown. What's up, homies? Yep. Yep. And we got uh, Washington, Lake Stevens, Washington. Nice. We got some Dallas in there. And then there's LA with a bunch of visitors or a bunch of listeners. And I think you're all four of us. Probably fifth gens. <laughs> fifth gens. <laughs> fifth gens Iron Man, uh, all of them. <laughs> suspension. All of them white. <laughs> and just. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love you guys. Um, we were just screwing awesome. around. What about this, Thank what you. About, what about this uh, this countries list we have here? Because this is one I'm like pretty pretty surprised to see that there's there's folks so, to us that aren't in the country that we live in because we're some knuckleheads. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the biggest portion is North America. That's the majority yeah. of our of our yeah, listeners. Ninety eight. Then we have Europe. Yeah, ninety six percent for North America. Europe, we have one percent, and then Asia is is less than one percent, and then we have Australia with one percent, which is pretty cool. Um, Africa, we have one download in Africa, which is pretty sweet. It's <laughs> gonna go so, South America too. Yeah, it's, it's South America. People are listening to us down there, so that's pretty well, crazy. Maybe one who downloaded yeah. two episodes. One. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they stopped yeah, there. Like, I don't accent. know about these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our recap of of where our listeners cool. are going. It's cool to see. Man, a lot Man. of people. Thank y'all for listening. Yeah, seriously. Cheers to you. Shake my glass in the mic here. Here, I open up a beer. We even got eight in Hawaii, dude. In Honolulu. Hey. There you go. Can't go very far. I think so I, I know who. Just I think I know who. Who that <laughs> Memphis one is coming in. Nice. Oh, that might be a uh, homie. What's his name? M Town Django. Oh, yeah. Django. Yeah. yeah. He's he's up in Memphis. Got some cruisers in really? Memphis. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Good amount of people everywhere. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. All right. Well, hey, if you're out there in Columbus. I want to know who's listening in Columbus. It's a it's a high like over half over half the people. Oh, not over half, but like what was that? What was that number you say? Like thirty percent of the downloads were in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big portion. So either someone's computer's broken and clicking on us, or we got a good follow. Appreciate there. you. Either way, yeah. you you either tell way. us. Thank you. <laughs> 
We thank you. Um, that was a cool way to start it off. Nice one, Jeff. Nice one. Um, yeah, so cool. coming into to story time, Jeff, do you want to talk about what, what you just got? Or do we want to hold that off for a little bit later? Hmm. How about this? Have we, think- any of us done any recent mods? Mm, I got a chair, like a camping chair. I don't oh, know if y'all have heard of Parkit, P A R K I T. It's one 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 word, but it's a Kickstarter campaign. Uh-huh. Uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and they're yeah. they're these sweet sweet like '80s designs on the chairs. They're yeah. like the old folding lawn chair designs, the vinyl cool. the, the vinyl ones or whatever. And um, yeah. so yeah, it's that, but it's like totally revamped, built you know very very strong. It's got a cooler. That attaches to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. and so you could just put all your beers in your seat at camp and never have to get up by the fire. Like, that's amazing. That, that's a safety feature. That's yeah. What it is. Oh yeah, safety all the way. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like my it's like my uh, kinetic straps, right? It's safety. <laughs> <laughs> that was my um, my birthday present uh, from my wife, and a shout out, awesome present, and it got here. A couple weeks ago, uh, it, it, it got that's in awesome. Kickstarter. Like I guess I guess it, it's made in Australia. And then they had to ship them over, or it's made in China. Oh, oh cool! Designed, oh, it's designed in the no, no. It's made in China. They make that shit in China. It's in China. Yeah, probably got probably got shipped <laughs> over here with some coronavirus at some point in time. Yeah. Um, all good though. <laughs> make sure you lick the seat. <laughs> so that was my that was my biggest thing. That was actually a, it's a super awesome chair. I'm not gonna lie. We're on the beach Seems last awesome. week, and it went everywhere with us. The cooler stayed with us as well. Uh, turned out to be a great beach cooler for us, also. So. That was the nice. most recent mod I've done. I'm pretty late. Nice. But I am going on. I have a trip planned in two weeks to go wheeling and camping. It's the first oh, time awesome. I've been out since I went to the Ozarks in March. So I am super pumped. Can't wait to come That's, back and tell you all about whoa. it. I think we talked about doing an Instagram takeover for that yes. weekend. I might take it over Another for a day one. and show awesome. you all some wheeling down in the, the woods of Tennessee here. Ooh. That'll be, I like that. that'll be awesome to see. Y'all can't see my sweet dance. Steve, any mods? Uh, no mods. I just did, um, for me, just this afternoon, actually, I uh, re- not re-spooled, but I um, retensioned my winch. Uh, so I don't, if, you're, if you have a winch and you're not familiar, what you're supposed to do before the first time you use it is tension up that line, uh, especially if you have synthetic, and my winch is synthetic. So... Uh, I hadn't done that yet, uh, and I've had the winch for God, probably a year or something. I was like, whatever. It's a nice evening. Let me just hook it up to a tree and drag the truck along. So, not not a not any sort of cool mods, just more of a maintenance type thing. So, um, so either your vehicle is very capable, or you're a pussy because you haven't had it's to use it. It's the second one, just flat out. It's the second. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Emergency use only is a sticker. It says, <laughs> uh, "Remove it." No, what it, what it is is I haven't uh, wheeled with a with a Nissan Frontier lately, so you know I didn't have to. Tr- <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, shout out to Nick! <laughs> Coming in hot. No. Ouch! Yeah, no yeah, real talk is, though. I just yeah. He is heading out with us. So I was telling y'all earlier, you yeah. know, a Toyota, a Jeep, and a Nissan. Roll into a bar. Who's pulling who out? (laughs) (laughs) Or who's who's pulling out of who? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) it's getting spicy in here. I like it. Loud in here tonight. Been off for a few weeks. Oh man! 
good. So yeah, no no sort of mods on my end, just uh, some basic winch maintenance. What about you, Jeff? Um, no mods on the 80 series. I did put a radiator in, in my 100 series because <clears throat> I was doing a trip to Ohio mm. and I had about 450 miles to travel. And two days before, I rolled in the garage and I smelled a nice sweet smell of coolant dripping out all over the engine and, and nice and humid. So, I mean, the 100 would have made it there and back with a cracked radiator anyways. But, but would you have had brakes? No, I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> great, great debate. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I, I ended up, you guys are going to hate me for this, but I ended up buying a non-OEM radiator. I went to... Uh, <laughs> no, I went to O'Reilly's and they were able to get it same day. So it blew up at like night. I got home at like nine o'clock. It blew up that <laughs> night and I was able to go online and O'Reilly's was able to get it in their um, closest place by me, their closest little um, store by me by like, it was like two o'clock PM. So... Nice. I was like, Amazon, give me that up. thing. What are you doing? <laughs> so O'Reilly's, yeah, I was like two hundred. O'Reilly's has one of their, I think their southeast distribution center is here in Nashville. Yeah, yeah so it came from Nashville, okay. which is funny. So yeah, it came from Nashville, yeah. and it was like two hundred fifty bucks. They're all the same shit. <laughs> you buy a garbage batch, you buy a garbage batch. Yeah. Like yeah. Toyota doesn't even make their own. The, Toyota doesn't make their own radiators anymore after a certain time. So. Um. Yeah, put that in. Ended up putting that in, and drove the next morning. You know, wow. five hundred miles to Ohio, and it was perfectly fine. I did get a check engine light on the way up, and it was a uh, it was an insufficient coolant temperature, which basically happens when um, you have low coolant. But I checked it, and I topped it off again, and it was fine. Hmm. So I think it was just like a maybe a, a fluke. Interesting. And I, I saw your burping right because once you put a new radiator you need to get all the air out so you don't think it's like yeah a so near the sensor or something yeah so people have there's there's an actual tool for it yeah. and it basically screws on the cap and it basically you start the engine up let it run mm-hmm. get a tent temperature and it kind of just burps the air out of it so the you know you kind of shake the car around to get any of the bubbles out and I just use a funnel sticking in there, and it and it works pretty good. I mean, obviously the 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 tool that goes in the top would work the best, but for what I had, the little funnel on the top worked good. I'd also seen where you can drive up on an incline to get the radiator at a higher point to kind of help. Yeah, the air yeah, that would definitely to work yeah. too. Just a Jack up the truck a little bit. Yeah, I squeeze the squeeze the top hose. Oh, so then. So yeah, then I ordered the radiator and then I also ordered, I ordered the upper hose and, or sorry, the lower hose. Cause like that one's kind of a pain in the ass to get to. So I'll just replace that while it's at, yeah. I looked at the top hose and I'm like, it looks pretty new. Yeah. I've had the car for two years. Sure enough, when I get it, take the radiator out, like the hose on the outside is like great. And the inside is just like hosed. Oh. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I'm like, shit, okay, I need a new hose mm-hmm. for the top. So I ordered one. They had it the same day. Nice. Um, grabbed like it was like a Gates something hose. Sure. So I popped that in, and we were good to go for – we did a 1,000 miles last weekend, and we were good to go. Nice. I'm glad it got you through the weekend. Seems like it's uh, – It sure yeah. did. <laughs> Brought back a cool little toy. 
but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let yeah. you talk about that if you want to. Don't want to spoil anything. Um, yeah, I guess yeah. Jumping into that, so I picked up a dual sport. I picked up a Honda CRF 450X. Nice. It's a 2006. Um, I just put finished putting the street legal kit on it, so I can ride it around um, pretty much anywhere I want, onto the trail, off the trail, and everything. And it has 115 hours on it. So I bought it from a buddy that I used to live with in California. And we both bought our bikes within like six months of each other. So I bought a brand new DRZ 400. Mm -hmm. A couple months later, he bought the CRF uh, 450. And we used to ride out in the desert a ton. And, you know, we rode together, you know, multiple, I mean, probably all desert season every weekend we were out there and uh, he moved out to Ohio and he didn't really ride it too much. He took it to, I think it was like some of the sand dunes near Michigan or something, or I think there are some sand dunes, Silver Lake, Silver Lake sand dunes. I think that's it. Forget. Um, So he took it there. He, he maintained it really well, had the motor checked out. He did the valves, I think right before um, maybe last year or two. And didn't really ride it too much. And it kind of just sat in his barn and had the battery maintainer maintainer on there. Awesome. And I roll up there and to go pick it up. And exactly, yeah. So I go up there to pick it up. Thing starts right up. Pull the choke out. Boom. Starts right up. So, yeah, super excited. I got the, I'm going to go get the plate tomorrow for it. And then I should be doing some uh, wheelies around uh Signal Mountain. I was going to ask, what do your neighbors <laughs> think about you? You just like made this trailer on some raggedy old, uh, or made this camper on some raggedy old trailer. You're rolling with a bike yeah. now. Like, I mean, you're, you're, you're coming to Tennessee well. I'll tell you that right now. You're, yeah, it is you're embracing. You're well. <laughs> if, yeah, if you saw my neighborhood, you would definitely be like, what the hell, Jeff? What, where are you living? It's not ghetto at all. I mean, every, I, I can't park my trailer outside. I live in an HOA, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I can grind and cut on it till midnight and no one cares. Yeah. That's amazing. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The motorcycle, we had, <laughs> we had some letters going on in our HOA where people were riding like their four wheelers up and down the street. And I just can't wait for them to send me one saying you can't ride your motorcycles up and down the street. <laughs> like, street bitch, I got yeah, this thing this plated. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's legal. Mm-hmm. And then just go do a wheelie it. in front of the HOA president's house. Oh, uh, dude, it's <laughs> it, they live right across the street from oh, me. Better. Like, literally, I'm looking at his house. <laughs> are they cool? That's all that matters. If they're cool people, then mm-hmm. they're cool. Then, yeah, but, that's true. yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's cool. Cool. Man. Steve, you did something cooler than that, though. I cooler, did. I took probably a, the coolest yeah. thing that any of us have done since we started this podcast. I would say, yeah, true. I mean, yeah. let, let me start it. Let me start it out this way. This has been a trip that I've been seriously planning for at least three years, but more rough planning for five years. So this is whoa. Yeah. So what's the difference very, in rough planning and planning? Rough planning is just dreaming. Like I'm gonna do this one like, day. And so like, three years ago, you were this. like, "I'm putting some, like I'm putting some parameters, and we're doing yep. a trip." That's nice. what it was. So five years ago, I'd be like, I said, I, I would love to take my wife Jessica out to the the west. So I used to live in El Paso, Texas. That was out west, way obviously way more west than Tennessee. Um, 
so I was able to kind of experience how beautiful the, the West and Southwest were or are. Um, so about five years ago, I said, I would love to do this. Three years ago, I said, okay, well, let's start building a vehicle that can take us out West. That's where I bought the oh. Land Cruiser. That's where I started testing everything, the, the drawer system. So you got rid of your Jeep. Yes, I got rid of the unreliable, oily <laughs> <laughs> Jeep. <laughs> um, got rid of that thing. Um, a, because it was a manual. Well, I actually love driving the manual, but um, Jessica, if we're doing a if we're doing a, a two week trip, Jessica can't drive or she doesn't want she can't drive a manual. So I didn't want to be driving one hundred percent of the time. So got rid of the Jeep, bought the Land Cruiser, started. Did you drive it all? Did I drive it all? No, I mean of course yeah. not. Don't you know? I mean, all the times you called and talked to me, I was totally not driving. <laughs> totally <laughs> not so driving. So funny though, because like every time Jeff would call me out, he's like. Are, are you driving like at all? He's in the passenger <laughs> Taking seat. Taking photos. Oh, that was so good. Hey, and hey, the, I, I feel that. Like I, yeah. like, I enjoy just riding around and, and hanging out yeah. in a nice, comfortable car. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. that I'll tell you what that Land Cruiser is amazing to drive. If if you own a hundred series, you already know this. It's just unbelievably comfortable. Like I, I have back issues. I have a I have a back injury way when I was a lot younger. And I had zero back pain the entire trip. And we did 4,417 miles um, from home all the way out west back home. So total round trip. I, I wanted to hit 4,500, but it, it is what it is. We had some some weather issues out there <laughs> that I'll get into later. Um, but it was a total of nine states, uh, two weeks. So we left on a Friday, got back on a Saturday. Um and then we went, so I'll just kind of give just a quick rundown because I could, I could probably take up an I want a deep rundown, on. Steve. Oh, you, you want, you want the, it's, it's an overland <laughs> okay, so, podcast. So let's, let's talk about overlanding. <laughs> let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm in. Oh. I got my, I got my whiskey. I'm ready to go. Nice. <laughs> okay. So we left. <laughs> that's what we need. Next, <laughs> next podcast. When we're all together, we're going to do a campfire podcast. Just, that's right. Just FYI. Um, so we left Friday afternoon uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, headed to our first stop was Mark Twain National Forest. Um, I kind of done some research. It's Where like, is that? Uh, Missouri. Okay. So uh, so we went from Tennessee to Missouri. <clears throat> kind of a, a nice, easy, what we thought was going to be five hours. Uh, that's, that's pretty easy for the first day. Um, and our goal was... Everything that I had read about Mark Twain National Forest was dispersed camping. You can drive down a road, find camp. You can camp on it. Okay. So I was like, cool. Just super easy, super accessible place to to find camp. It's just an overnighter, and then we'll we'll push further into Colorado, which would be our next stop. But like there's some foreshadowing here. Yes. <laughs> what had happened was. <laughs> um, we got to Mark Twain National Forest. It was already dark by this point, so after 8 p.m. Central, um, which was, I was like, cool, whatever. It's dispersed camping. We'll find a spot. We did not find a spot. Any Every single dirt road that I found either ended in a super sketchy, uh, like, one-story building with no mailbox, just a light above the door, and a truck parked out front, which sketched me out. Oof. I was like, oh, hell no. Let me not run into any meth heads out here in Missouri. 
Mm-hmm. And then if if you're in Missouri, I, I apologize if that's a stigma. We got them here in Tennessee. That too. was yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we do definitely. We got some of them. <laughs> no shade in that statement. Um, it's just realistic. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely here. Um, but I was just super sketched out. So I uh, we we ended up driving Ooh. until about two thirty in the morning, two thirty a.m. Saturday morning, and we were just driving. Legitimately, it was so dark out. The moon wasn't out. Um, the, I just had my headlights and fog lights, so no sort of auxiliary lights. Plus, we're on a on a paved road, so you can't really use those anyways. And we probably saw 30 to 45 deer just jumping out, darting in front of us. So super sketchy. Um, just very uncomfortable to drive. And, and if, if you're not familiar, it's it's close to the Ozarks. So very curvy, very hilly roads. You can't really see what's over the, the top of the hill until you crest it. Very, very weird. So we're driving extra slow, extra careful, because it would suck to ruin, you know, total vehicle on day one of your trip. <laughs> if you can imagine, you know. So we're being extra careful. Yeah. We didn't find, and being out there, you don't have any service, right? So you're trying to follow Gaia. You're, you're trying to get service where you can. Finally, we found a um, dispersed camping site. Um, excuse me. Yeah, finally we found a dispersed camping site at two thirty. Popped the tent, slept for five hours. Um, and that was uh, uh yeah. <laughs> yep. That's uh, that's where day I guess day two, day one slash two ended and started. Yeah, if you zoom in, you could see us kind of backtrack. So what Jeff is pulling up here is, um. My Garmin inReach, I set up uh, tracks. So I did, uh, towards the beginning of the trip, I did two-hour tracks, I think. Uh, but you can see <laughs> on the the website that I have, we backtracked and went backwards and forwards and just everywhere. So we finally found a campsite, uh, popped the tent, got out of there. Uh, the next, so that was Saturday. We left, we got about three, let's see, four hours of sleep. Saturday and then from Saturday we pushed all the way into Colorado. So we went through Kansas and pushed all the way Man, that's a yeah, trek. that was that was a hard push. I think ten hours. Um and we weren't expecting we weren't expecting to A get to bed so late that that morning, but also weren't expecting to drive that much or that far. Because we had we had a ton of time. We were expecting to be way further west than where we ended up camping um so i think it was like a 10 hour drive through kansas which was actually quite beautiful there's a section of road um and it's some sort of historic when i say historic road there's there's a reason why it's so beautiful for whatever reason it's really well maintained but just these gorgeous rolling hills um and then you finally come up to uh my first time seeing in in like in person the windmills Right. Once you get closer to Colorado, you get these giant windmill farms. And I didn't realize how large they were. Like I knew like seeing on like Nat Geo or, or on the news, whatever, when people are bitching about them, you know how large they are. But when, when you're actually driving next to them, like the, the base, oh, it's, they're, they're massive. It's so it's weird. It's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> you see them, you see them driving down the road on it. On the back of a semi truck, <laughs> and they're they're probably 80, 90 feet mm-hmm. long because it's like a double yeah. truck. Oh, we actually, it's kind of cool you mentioned that because uh, when we were driving through uh, the the eastern portion of Colorado, we saw a train uh, 
holding, I guess, like five or six of those wings. And the train was probably, I don't know, 30, 40 carts long, just holding five or six of those blades, I guess is what they're called, not wings. Oh, man. Yeah. So, um, finally pushing to Colorado. I think it was 11 o'clock um, by that time. But was re- what was really eerie is when we pushed into Colorado, it was already dark. Um, but all across the horizon, you could see just red flashing all in, in unison. It was very scary, actually. Like, I kind of got a little anxiety. Eventually, I found out what it was. It was just the red flashing from the um, windmills, right, for helicopters or planes. Or yeah, they all flash they at the all same time. The They're s- all synchronized. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck is trip. that? <laughs> and it's just could like everywhere you look. All the red dots going on different different yeah. times, like a helicopter, <laughs> yeah, no. like it would just be chaos all around you. <laughs> Chaotic, yes, absolutely. But it was weird. It was all in use and just as poof, and then just red, and then they would disappear, and then you can't see anything, right? Because it's all pitch black. Nothing else is lit up out there. Um, and then five, ten, fifteen seconds later, poof, they, they, they they pop again. So it's just a very eerie feeling when you're not used to that. For <laughs> um, so we, like I said, that was a little tangent. We finally. Got into Colorado and it was late. I mean, I think Colorado maybe I think is in the same time zone. So it it's was mountain. It's we, mountain time. So it's oh, it was a mountain time. Okay, yeah, okay. Cool. So, so technically, it was I think again like twelve thirty by the time we got into Colorado. So we had like less than four hours of sleep. Barely Ooh. got into the state line of Colorado after like a ten or eleven hour drive. It was just a super hard. But so we actually were like. Screw it. We don't have any planes. I don't really want to find a campsite this late at night in a state. I don't have any idea what to look for, where to go. So we just got a, another, a hotel. I mean, and that was, I know. <gasps> Do you oh, said the H word? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I'm not hotel? You, you know, overlanding if you don't get Starbucks in a hotel. Um, <laughs> hotel Overland. Right. Yeah. That's, oh, I like that. That's, that's what we need to. <laughs> Welcome to the Hotel So, yeah, we just got it's a, a beautiful place. <laughs> Hair dryers in place. <laughs> <laughs> Double plies and hair dryers. That's what we call it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, oh, got, so got a hotel that night because we were like, we're exhausted. We don't want to try to find anything. So, uh, just made it super simple on us. But we finally, once we got into Colorado, we were like, okay, now things can really start slowing down because our, our itinerary was, uh, Tennessee to Missouri, Missouri to Colorado, and then from Colorado we go to uh, Utah, Arizona, New Mexico, and then to Texas back home. That was kind of our rough loop, our rough plan. Yeah. So yep. once we got into Colorado, um, went to Fort Collins. Um, I have family there, so was able to see them, and that was that was always special because I hadn't seen them in fifteen something years. So, um, and Jessica hasn't ever met them, so that was that was super special. We stayed at a place called Horse Tooth Reservoir. Um, it was okay. 15 minutes outside of Fort Collins. Um, and just as gorgeous. It's just on a, a man-made reservoir that they, they created in like 50s or 60s or something like that. Actually, it took, it was like $15 billion or $15 million in the, the 50s or 60s to create this reservoir. So you can imagine how expensive it would would be to, to recreate that now. Just, you know, with oh, inflation wow. and all that. I think it was 
200 fold for what it was in the 50s or 60s. So anyway, it's just another gorgeous, just a gorgeous campsite. We got there early, got everything set up, actually made dinner, which was nice. <laughs> and we were right lakeside. So um, that, was, that was super cool. We had uh, geese coming up and, and bothering us. And they had like little ducks, like, chick, like chicks. I don't know what you call baby geese. Um, I know that there's a word for it, but had those baby goose. Baby goose. I don't know. I, th- I actually think that there's... <laughs> It's like one of those. That's not like a unique name. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was kind of our neighbors for the evening, which was really cool. But it was just in this beautiful canyon. You know, you had the the deep red rock and the the bright green shrubbery, which was really really gorgeous. Had the sunset over the the reservoir, just absolutely perfect for the first non stressful camping campsite. <laughs> right. Um, Nice. So we left. So that was the first campsite you were at. Well, yeah, first. Well, Colorado. In, yeah, in Colorado. Yeah. Um, now. Okay. Cool. Uh, we actually decided because uh, I guess I should have prefaced preface this. This entire trip was literally we have two weeks. These are the states we want to hit. Beyond that, we have zero plans. So it was very That's much. Yeah, definitely. And it made things really easy and, and made it really agile to, to switch plans up if we needed to, which I'll, I'll touch on that later. <laughs> um, so spent two days in Colorado visiting with um, family um, and then just enjoying Colorado. And then we headed south towards Moab, which was I had never been to Moab before, um, at least I don't remember that I have maybe when I was really, really young, but I wasn't ever able to like fully experience Moab. So the second, I guess this would be day three, uh, uh, four day four. I'm sorry. We, we went to a campsite. It's like onion Creek. And now I'm not going to give you the places where that was super primitive. These are well-established dispersed or, um, Primitive sites, campsites, fee sites. I won't give you the, the specific places. I don't want to ruin anybody's honey holes or anything like that. So the the first night we, we pushed close into Moab uh, and it was Onion Creek or something like that. Um, just a gorgeous site. But as you're rolling into Moab, it's, it's pretty dramatic how quickly the scenery changes. Um, because you go from uh, Colorado, which you're passing over the Rockies, uh, I actually got up to almost 11,000 feet in elevation going over those Rockies. It was like 10.6 or something like that. I actually nice. had the uh, um, like effects of altitude sickness. So like I started getting a headache, definitely shorter breath, and I'm, oh yeah, I'm a fat I'm a fat dude. So like I'm used to getting shorter breath, but this like sitting in a car <laughs> <laughs> driving, unless if something jumps out in front of me, I should not be short of breath, right? It's a weird feeling, isn't it? We're like yeah, you're just going it's up, like, and all of a sudden you're like, I don't think I don't think I can breathe enough. Like why can't yeah, I breathe enough? Yeah. Like and your body like starts to panic a little bit. You're like oh wait a minute, calm down. Yeah, okay. definitely. I mean, it's it's like the, another way I like to equate it is so I'm, I'm also a scuba diver. So uh, when you first dive in the water, you kind of have like this quickened breath because you're breathing underwater and that's a very unnatural feeling. So that's kind of how I, I associate it. I was like, okay, I've been through this before. Just take deep breaths. You'll be fine. And eventually I kind of calmed down, but then the headache started. So did the whole uh, Rockies um, pass. We actually saw snow like in Vail, Colorado, which was kind of cool. I didn't expect snow in, you know, beginning of summer, which was neat just because of the elevation. Um, and then we pushed into Moab, well, Utah, found Onion Creek, which was really cool because 
now you're starting to see the big um, canyons, right? The the big uh, the, the sheer faces of the cliffs, the red rocks, just the the amount of scenery you get to see just rolling into Utah. And as you get closer to Moab, it's just absolutely incredible. I mean, I think I was driving. Oh, Jessica was driving, of course, but. <laughs> as she was driving my my jaw was just just on the dash like i just could not i just couldn't imagine i can't i can't believe what i'm seeing right now just because it's so dramatic from what we're used to seeing um and what i mean by that is is the distinction of like tennessee obviously tennessee is a very gorgeous state i think it's it's very beautiful but you 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 kind of feel a little claustrophobic with all the trees and and everything everything like like you don't get to see these vast landscapes. You know what I mean? Um, so when you go to these places, Oh, I know what you, I know what you mean. Okay. So you, so yeah. And, I mean, <laughs> Jeff, I know, you know what I mean, because you're used to kind of those, those vast where you can see yeah, the open deserts yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Just crazy. But here in Tennessee, you don't necessarily get that unless if you go to some sort of overlook or some point that's looking over mountains, right? If you're just driving, you're, you're kind of encased in, whether that be rocks or trees or whatever else is, is here. So, A, seeing just the vastness of these this landscape was incredible. But we got to Onion Creek, uh, set up camp. It was, it was turning, it was starting to become dusk um, because it was kind of a hard push from uh, Colorado into to Utah where we were going to camp. Um, but found an amazing site. Uh, but nestled kind of in between some canyons and then off in the distance are some like, I'm not going to say monuments, but they were, they look like, like monuments, like not, they're not hoodoos, um, like what's in Bryce Canyon. Um, but just rock formations, um, just absolutely gorgeous. Um, we were able to see, um, tons of stars, um, just a amazing sunset, everything. And then as you can imagine, the wind kind of picked up. Um, now we're in a, <laughs> we're in a rooftop tent and I know Jeff's laughing because he's like, yep, that's, that's the West pole, you know, part of the, the United States is wind. Um, now what's cool about, we just happened to, to point the tent in the right direction because the wind was coming off of the, off of the Canyon that was in front of us, whipping over the, the river that was also in front of us. And then like hitting the, the hard shell of our tent. So we kind of lucked out with the wind noise, but I have that giant awning that goes around the top of the tent that was flapping and making all sorts of noise. So two o'clock in the morning, I was like, fuck this. I'm so tired of this, this noise is flapping. Um, and ended up just kind of tucking it. Now what I did in the, the, that morning, once the, the sunrise and everything, I figured out that you can actually pull off that, that giant awning on my, uh, my tent. So I, that's what I did. I was like, we're going to be in Utah for a bit. You know, I'm just, I imagine this won't be the first time that we're or the last time we experience any sort of wind here. So I just pulled it off and threw it in one of my drawers. And, um, then we were off to Moab proper, which is, which is just a blast. I think it was maybe 45 minute drive to Moab. And then you get into Moab and it's just adventure vehicles everywhere. I'm, I'm not kidding. When I see, when I say like we saw, of course, tons of Jeeps, right? It's like the Jeep Mecca of the world. But I saw tons of sprinters, tons of like side-by-sides and dirt bikes and um, 
tons of Tacomas, Forerunners, just everything. Everything had a rooftop tent. <laughs> everything had bigger tires. Everything had a <laughs> tire carrier. Like it was, it was legitimately cool. It was like a, a driving cars and coffee type of thing. <laughs> um, so we, we stocked up, got gas, got food. Um, and we ended up going to, uh, Dead Horse Point, which is a national park. And if you're not familiar with Moab, Moab's kind of in the center of like four or five different big national parks. Actually, I'm looking at a map right now. One, two, three. So mm-hmm. I see three right there. Um, one of them is um, Canyonlands. One of them is like Dead Horse Point. Yeah, one of them is Ar- Arches National Park. Yeah. So it's kind of yeah. like this this cool town nestled. It's it's definitely a smaller town. Um, it's not like a big city like Nashville. It's definitely there's like one or two roads that cut through it, and everything is on the one of those two roads. So we ended up going to Dead Horse Point, uh, which was cool. You know, was able to see a, a, just an amazing overlook of more cliffs. And you can way in the back, I think you see part of the Colorado. I, th- I think it was a Colorado. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, but what I didn't know is that Dead Horse Point in the surrounding area, it's labeled as a, a dark sky observatory, which means that the, the amount of light pollution in that area is so low that if, if astrologers, astrologists want to go study stars or, or whatever it is, that's where they go because there's not any sort of light pollution. You could look up at the stars, you can get a telescope, everything. So it was super cool to find a campsite there. And we ended up finding just this campsite off of, of course it's Moab. You can like literally in any direction point your vehicle and, uh, drive a dirt road and you'll, you'll find either a campsite or something to do off road, some sort of trail. Um, and we just found this awesome campsite that's, that was nestled kind of in between two cliffs. Now I could climb up on the cliffs. It weren't like giant 200 foot cliffs or I don't know, 50 foot cliffs, but it gave us perfect shelter from the sun, not the sun. The sun was, was brutal. The perfect shelter from the wind. So, um, had a camp night there, which was incredible. Unfortunately, it was a little bit cloudy, so I wasn't able to see all the stars. And I wanted, to, I wanted to try some astrophotography, um, but just the clouds. And I think the moon was half moon or full moon or whatever. I don't know. It was super bright, so just long exposure astrophotography wouldn't have worked um, too well. Yeah. So, uh, made camp, made made a fire because actually. At that point, they didn't have the red flag warning, which was, this was something new to me. Um, well, maybe it's not new to me, but I've never heard of it labeled this way. But red flag warning is um, basically you can't have fires, right? They, they've been in a drought. It's high probability of, of having a brush fire. So um, ended up making a fire that night, but that was the only night that I was able to have a fire out west because it was everything else was just red flag warning so after that we um we explored arches national park which was which was cool we actually had a uh, photographer we did a a little photo shoot there uh, because we hadn't done photos since our wedding so we're like why not this is um this is an incredible place let's get photos taken so that morning we woke up at like 4 30 to get sunrise photo shoots, which was incredible. And then, then the wind picked up, <laughs> um, <laughs> again, 
Now this time though, the wind, it was like a severe wind advisory. So you're, you're talking like 50, 40 to 50 mile an hour sustained winds. Um, and sustained. it was, yeah, sustained, <laughs> like legitimately constantly blowing. It's <laughs> a lot of wind. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's we're used to like 50 <laughs> to 60 wind. mile gusts or a tornado here in the Southeast. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You're going yeah. to have the news talking about the wind all night with 50 to 60 mile per hour gusts. Gus, no, this is like 40 to 50 sustained, and we're like, yeah, that's a, oh, that's a lot of wind. hell no. Nah. Yeah. yeah, so we decided to make a push. Uh, um, actually, we decided to make a push, but before we left Utah, um, we stopped by and saw one of our buddies, uh, Sir William Goes. So he was, he just Yo! happened to be in Mo- Moab. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we saw him. Uh, he just happened to be in Moab, and he said, "Yeah, come on down to Imogene, his his home on wheels." And uh, uh, we <laughs> talked for a couple hours, and <laughs> you know, it, it being if if you know Sir William, you're gonna you're gonna be laughing ninety percent of the time you're for with sure. that dude. He's just <laughs> just an amazing, amazing dude. Um, so met with him. He said, "Hey, there's some petroglyphs nearby. Um, go go check them out." Um, he gave me even coordinates and like was like, "Yeah, just." They're, they're right there. They're amazing. You can see them. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. I want to check this out. Ended up spending three hours trying to find these damn petroglyphs. I couldn't find them. What's a uh, petroglyph? Not, no. <laughs> they're like, they're like <laughs> a megapaxel word over here right now for me. It's old. How many megapaxels does it take to get to a petroglyph? <laughs> <laughs> um, Too much. You drive a Toyota. Yeah. If you drive a, a Toyota and you don't know what you're doing, how about that? That, that that's me over here. Hello, my name's Steven. Um, <laughs> so it, it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> to the fault of of William. Uh, I, I'm just terrible with with spoken directions. Like legitimately, you could say, "Oh yeah, the McDonald's is on these two roads." I, I'll get lost. Like I just I, I need like points of interest type of deal. So. Spent two hours, three hours trying to figure that out. We're like, whatever, it's it's getting late. We need to push to to Arizona. So we actually cut did, our Moab did Will trip. give you like over yonder down past the big the big purple yeah. rock. He's and, like, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what it what had happened was he's like, Yeah, they they're like right by Ken's Lake, and which was literally like a five minute drive off some dirt road from where he was camped. And so I was like, Oh heck yeah. Ken's like, I'll check those out real quick. I, I want to see petroglyphs. Well, we'll go check it out. So, didn't find any petroglyphs. Found a rock. What are they? Ass. I still don't know what petroglyphs are. Oh, sorry. Petroglyphs are like, um, so when old paintings. Yeah. From, go ahead, Jeff. Old paintings from like cavemen like, and like prehistoric people yeah. type of thing. Indians. Are they also, are they also or, called hieroglyphics? Uh, that's remember. like in Egypt. So like, similar, <laughs> right? But like hieroglyphics are yeah. the same type. Of, like they're drawings inside the pyramids, right? Yeah, drawings yeah. and drawings and yeah. rocks. Okay, so, so similar. Just, okay, yeah. Ancient art is what what I like to describe it as, right? So they're they're depictions of like major events in, in their okay in yeah. their their whether like for example, and maybe you've heard about this because it was recently defaced, but there's a, a petroglyph that he was actually trying to show us or get us to. It's called the birthing wall or something like that, and it's thousands of years old like legitimately thousands of years old and it's just just right off the road you can see it now it's it's taped off not taped off but like guarded off and everything but you can drive up to it see it and like it's like a, a live museum like it's so cool to see and that's why i really wanted to find them yeah so ended up not finding them because it was getting late 
uh, and the wind was starting to pick up. So we made the trip from Moab to Page, Arizona, which is was kind of our, our next stop. But the issue that we ran into was as we kept traveling south, that wind advisory kept following us. So when we got into Page, it was still 40, 50 mile an hour sustained winds. Oh, so we're man. like, brutal. You can't, like, legitimately, I can't even cook in this sort of weather. So we we got another hotel, the the the, the t- <laughs> hair dryer and two ply uh, treatment. You know, <laughs> you must be staying in a nice hotel. The ones I stay at. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I did have Jessica with me, so you know, it's uh, <laughs> there's a you certain standard that she needs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I know. So uh, ended up Jeff's actually staying about in that standards with a shower on his car, <laughs> <laughs> a hot water heater, and a oh. diesel heater. And yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 watch. But his one plot. He's tricks. the most prepared and comfortable overlander I've ever met. <laughs> There's no shade in that either because I'm over there like, man, I wish I had a shower right now. It makes now. me jealous. Nice. Yeah, it, it definitely makes me jealous. Every every time I've camped and been somewhere, besides the Red Clay Rally and offered up my shower, no one took it. <laughs> well, next time we go camping, I will take a shower. Yeah, go ahead and throw a couple of I have been offered two last into. time, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Right before, right before the tree fell on the our friend's <laughs> tent. Oh, sketch. Holy crap, that was sketchy. I was, I was worried about that. Um, so and I'll kind of wrap this up because I know I've been blabbing for a long time now. But this is great. I haven't page. heard any of it. I'm not any of y'all y'all's <laughs> groups. We haven't seen each other, so I'm like, yeah. what's up? Whiskey, <laughs> listening to the cool story. <laughs> Keep it up. I'm in. So we got into cool. So we <laughs> we got into Page, Arizona. Um, those winds were still kicking, um, which which sucked. And we actually went to Page because they have uh, slot canyons there, specifically the Antelope Canyons, which is um, kind of cre- carved out areas of rock that was been carved by wind, right? So just very gorgeous. You can see like all the layers of the rock. It's just very cool to hike in there. Um, but they're closed. I, I don't necessarily know why they're closed. Maybe. Maybe because of COVID and they need specific guide trips in there because you're hiking in there. But um, those are close. So we we actually spent two days in Page, Arizona in a hotel um, because of those winds. And then we're like, all right, we're tired of Page. Page is actually kind of a small town. There's Lake Powell and the Antelope Canyons, and that's about it. So we're trying to wait till the winds died down. Never died down. So we went to, we pushed further south into Flagstaff. Um, so now you're getting from desert type landscapes, which is like uh, Moab, the the western portion of, it was the western portion of Colorado, Moab, obviously, all of Utah. Um, now you're getting more south into um, mountain mountainous regions of Arizona. So we went to Flagstaff. Absolutely loved it. It was just gorgeous. You're driving through these ponderosa pines, just super tall, skinny pine trees. Um, Jeff, can you bring up that Garmin inReach map again? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Um, I I, I enabled share on the Zoom. It should be okay. (laughs) For those of you that have listened and know our debacles with sharing on Zoom. (laughs) 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 Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, so yeah, there you go. So that's where I started putting the tracking more towards like 30 minutes. 
Um, so you can. I yeah, saw that. So, I saw that when I was creep yeah. pulling a Big Brother creeping on. <laughs> hey, that's me. what oh, I, I gave, totally I gave all my. If I had this access, yeah. <laughs> I'd have gone satellite mode if I can see you. <laughs> I yeah, I, I should have. Oh. Yeah, you're in like Russia, Jeff. What are you doing? <laughs> that's Australia. Got lost. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh boy! Oh, there's the Earth. Uh, yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That, so you can see right there in Flagstaff, <laughs> the Earth is flat, or is it round? Is it round? I don't know. There was shade in that statement. I will admit that one. Yes. <laughs> Just so we're all on the same page, uh, we agree. Earth let's, is let's round. Let's see if you really did fins and things. Oh yeah, they're super close. <laughs> I didn't do fins and things. Really. <laughs> or, oh, oh, sorry. Okay. Arrow, yeah. Yeah. Broken yeah. arrow. So that that trail right there that Jeff has pulled up is a broken arrow trail. It's in Sedona. Oh, can you see Mushroom Rock? Yeah, that's it right there uh, to the right where your cursor is. Yeah, that's, that's Mushroom cool. Rock. So yeah, so uh, got to Flagstaff. Uh, we drove through that. We and we pushed down into Sedona because it was still early in the day. We wanted to kind of check out Sedona, um, and Sedona is so cool. Like legitimately. If you're familiar with like Tennessee and Moab, this will make every bit of sense to you. Sedona is like um, the Gatlinburg Mountains meets Moab. So you have those really twisty, curvy mountains, mountain roads. Um, but then the, the red rock and the, the, the lush green shrubbery um, of Moab. Uh, and that that's what you can even see pink jeeps on that satellite image that's the pink hilarious jeep tours dude that's so funny uh yeah there's the main the main parking lot so we uh um so we pushed into sedona uh, spent some time in sedona went back up to flagstaff uh spent the night in flagstaff and then the next day we went back to sedona because we got to into flagstaff sedona a little bit late as you can imagine pushing through pager did you, you know, pushing- did you sun your butthole when you were in sedona <laughs> it it definitely swallowed some bit of my underwear when I was in Sedona. <laughs> there was some very <laughs> sketchy bits that like it just sucked. Uh, it was it was butt puckering for sure. Sedona. So <laughs> I, 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 I say that there was a, a a conversation that happened a couple of weeks ago where uh it uh, it was it was discussed that sunning your butthole is a thing and you should go do it in Sedona, oh, Arizona. Oh, sunning your butthole. Oh. Sunning <laughs> your butthole. In your, no, get a tan. Oh, wow. I did, not, I did not tan my chili ring. I did not. <laughs> and it, it has happened in Sedona, Arizona because of the uh, spiritual... What yeah, do they call okay. Um, yeah, it's like the vortexes. Vortexes, is what they call yeah. Them. yeah. So you sun your butthole <laughs> in one of the vortexes in Sedona, Arizona. I'm curious if, if y'all did that. So uh, I did not sun my butthole. Um, let me let me correct myself. I thought she said something else, but <laughs> um, but I did stay at a spiritual uh, retreat. Oh, you did? Uh, I did. Yeah. Tell me so more. I'm interested. Yes. <laughs> this this is this is actually a fun story. So thank you for that that depiction <laughs> on the map. Talking about sunning some buttholes, and we get yeah, some that, right there. Up. We go now. Everybody's interacting with. <laughs> <laughs> oh god is that a warp you need to take care of um, <laughs> that's a cool trail you put on the map wow, there wow yeah that's amazing <laughs> so uh, 
we ended up going to, back to Sedona. I ran Broken Arrow Trail, um, which apparently is one of the more difficult trails in Sedona. Um, it was just... If you drive a Civic. Yeah, well, I saw like an, a BMW X5 on a video running the trail, so it's not like it's super hardcore. It's not like fucking Hell's Revenge or something like that, but it was... So what... Hey, a Kia Sportage <laughs> did Hell's Revenge, so... Yeah. Um, For real. Which, yeah. They, For real. They, they legitimately did it. So I think they beat, beat the Sportage all to hell, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm um, sure. It looked at the coma after the rally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so right. we... Sorry. It's a decent trail. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a good it's trail. It's gorgeous. That's what, that's what really captured... Or was so captivating to me it was just right. how beautiful it was. Just legitimately two minutes on the trail, and you just have these amazing landscapes. Uh, so did Broken Arrow, Broken Arrow Trail. I didn't have any sort of issues with the pink jeeps. They're all super courteous to me, and I was courteous to them. So it was Is it was cool. No like sort of issue. issue out there with them or something. They just run the trail constantly. Uh, they're mm. they're like a touring type thing, so you could like get a tour of Sedona on these pink jeeps and they'll take you on all sorts of trails. So, but broken yeah. arrows is, is good enough to where there's pull offs and they use a the whole, Hey, there's three more behind me, hand signals and all that. So yeah, yeah, super. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would run that trail in a heartbeat again. It was, it was so good. Nice. Um, but that night we were trying to find some dispersed camping and either everything that we went down, maybe my data was a little old. I did some recon of the area before the trip. Uh, but every place that we checked out was either full or uh, said no camping beyond this point. So obviously, yeah, there wasn't a lot because I went through there. And there okay, wasn't cool. A lot. So it wasn't just my experience either. Um, no, there wasn't a lot when I cool. went through there. So w- yeah, we tricky. ended up finding a. It was a spiritual retreat um, campground where, like, they had like this giant figurine thing in the beginning and i was like oh god what are we getting ourselves into found the camp host amazing dude super uh super generous um actually found the camp host and the owner of the property and the owner (laughs) he he had a jeep rubicon tj um that he was trading in for an 80 series so that was kind of cool we were able to talk yeah we're able to talk a triple locked 80 that's like, cool. How did you find that in Arizona? Anyways, so they they put us next to this awesome creek, um, and it was funny because the camp host, the super nice camp host, was like, "Now there's our policy is is uh, no drugs or alcohol." I was like, mm, "I don't believe you. Like, <laughs> you're a spiritual retreat in Arizona. Like, you're gonna have people smoking pot here. Like, you, but obviously you respected the, their wishes." Um, he, and he was like, I don't care if you have a couple beers, just don't get rowdy. I'm like, oh, yeah, me and my wife were partiers. That's you know? <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> definitely. So we're just like, I totally can follow those rules for a night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, I got so it. So they, they put us up this uh, amazing place. It was right next to like a babbling creek. Um, and he said, yeah, there's a there's a vortex uh, right, right, right around the corner, so if you want to go sit in your butthole. No, I'm okay. He didn't say that. What? <laughs> I was say, What's a vortex? Did you really so, say that? No, he didn't say oh that. Oh my but, gosh. <laughs> that would have been amazing if he did, right? Or um, if you walked around a corner and just saw someone sun their butthole, just like Are you, you know. sunning your butthole? Can I can I sun my butthole right next is to this, you? Is this is this a two butthole sun or a one butthole sun? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. <laughs> Is there room for two more? <laughs> so, we won't look. So, yeah. Just want to enjoy the sun. Just, 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 just want to get the, the vitamin D on our buttholes. Um, so, it, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Jeff's like, all right, we're going to wow. end this. <laughs> Yeah. Just like I just want to so, go work on my bike. These fools. He's like, screw you guys. I just want to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, amazing night in Sedona. Uh, just super calm, super peaceful. Um, and then from Sedona was kind of the Jessica's portion of the trip. So that's where we went and got like a resort, right? I think she kind of is <laughs> she she earned. Uh, I don't like that word. She wanted a resort, resort on the trip, and I do like to camp. Yeah. I also like to be bougie. <laughs> yeah, this resort was cool, man. This was um, oh, Hacienda del Sol. This was in Tucson, Arizona. So this was the furthest south we would have we would have gone. Uh, we spent two nights there, just absolute gorgeous. We were in the the foothills of the Can- Canalita Mountains. Um, super big suite, outdoor shower, just like the whole works, man. It was just absolutely beautiful. Um, super cool cactus everywhere. Um, you had like a sun or a, a sunset pool. So one night we just went to the pool, watched the sun go down over the mountains. Just absolutely beautiful. Um, highly recommend that place. That place was awesome. Uh, super nice people. We did experience something really cool by our, um, so out the back door on like the patio of our, of our suite, uh, it was just kind of a nice little sitting areas covered. Uh, and then you just look out and you see the Catalina mountains. Well, one night or one morning, we were eating breakfast, and a roadrunner just walked like through our little uh, back patio place. I was like, "Oh, that's cool!" And the next thing you know, he has a lizard in his mouth. Like he had just so caught a lizard. <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And, and we watched him for like five minutes kill this lizard in front of us, like legitimately. And Jessica recorded video of it um, smacking this lizard on a rock, and it was just so neat to. See. I mean, it's it's. It's dark, right? You're watching a life being taken. But Earth. it was cool to see, like, nature happen. Like, yeah, legitimately nature. right yeah. in front of you. And we're just, like, blown, yeah, that's blown interesting. away by this. So, an amazing time in Hacienda del Sol. Um, then from Phoenix, we just started our trek back home. Man, it was... Um, we went from Phoenix, I guess. Yeah, I guess technically we went to Tucson. Then went from Tucson to... Uh, Oklahoma City, which Oklahoma City is a really cool city. I had never been there before. It's just a super cool city. Um, and then Little Rock, Arkansas, and then back to Tennessee. So we had three days to kind of wrap up the trip uh, back home. But yeah, it was damn, it was an amazing trip. Um, I've told this to a couple people. I won't say it's a trip of a lifetime because I'll be disappointed in myself if that's the only time in my life that I make a trip out west. Um, but it, I'm going to go back. 100% I'm going to go back and, and experience Moab and in a much more capacity experience Colorado again. I mean, it's just the landscapes out there are incredible. Um, had no issues with the truck. Did 4,400 miles. Um, I didn't get one check engine light, but that's because I put E85 gas in the truck um, <laughs> um, when it wasn't labeled. I just wasn't paying attention, and it would just put 85 octane. <laughs> oh, no I was like, way. oh, fuck, here we go. <laughs> Let's hope this. And this was, like, right outside of Moab, so we're going through, like, the Canyonlands area of it. And uh, just some 
janky ass gas station and I I put regular. I know there's a hot debate on what you put in the T's the FEs, but I put regular in mine. Oh yeah, regular. 100%. It's a world it's a world world wide <laughs> yeah. engine. It's, you can't tell it's me to run on a freaking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. anything. You could probably put cornstarch <laughs> in right. But I did get a check engine light, but it was I think it's just because the octane was too low. Uh, no sort of major issues. So the next fill up and the next couple fill ups, I just put ninety one, just to just to get it out of the system. Yeah, <laughs> so balance effect, right? Yeah, totally. Out. Man, you are loaded, <laughs> baby. So ninety one twelve miles of the gallon. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough. I think the highest we saw was almost four for four dollars in Colorado for regular. So oh, wow. um, man, but. We did do some gas calculations, and I get full full disclaimer: I get ten miles per gallon in my in my hundred series. And what size tires? Thirty threes. Uh, they're two seventy five, seventy eighteen. So yeah, they're they're. So you 33s. think you think that's the you think that's the tent more than anything? I think it's a combination of both because I got my tires and my fuel economy went from uh, about. 13, 15, down to 11, 12-ish. And then when I got the tent, it dropped another 2-ish. Yeah. I said um, it like 11. Like, yeah. when I went to the Ozarks and back, I was pretty much right on 11. It, yeah. It was, you know, depends on which way I was going. You know, towards Memphis, sure. going downhill a little bit easier, coming back yeah. up, you know, a little <laughs> bit more. Definitely. But, uh, yeah, it was it was right about 11 was where I was at. So, that's, that's I thought you'd have a little bit better with the um, – smaller diameter tire yeah but i am running big chunky mud trains so they're also not like didn't have a rooftop tent on for that trip oh okay so you're sleeping sleep. in the back i was slick yeah. on the top like my head yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> aerodynamics <laughs> so i i got 14 and a half when i went to ohio yeah, okay Hundy. on one of the on one of the legs and yeah, that sounds about tears. right when i when mine was stock um i, yeah, I got a about couple miles. gas miles yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely um, yeah, these people are like my I, 80, I saw some, I mean, one of our homies had like eighteen. What was wrong with his with his with his computer? Yeah, no, no. I sent <laughs> I sent Mike a, a fucking message on that one. I was that. I was hey, looking up. And I literally <laughs> and I said, Mike, you're. I was like, since you didn't update us and tell us what your gas mileage was, here's what I got: it's fourteen and a half. You're not getting eighteen with a bumper swing out lifted. <laughs> I was like, I, I have a dirt bike on the back that weighs as much as your fridge in the back. And you're not getting me, Tim. Sorry, buddy. Oh, I love how Mike's catching shit on this. <laughs> hey, we love you, Let's Mike. See how long it takes him. Mike, send me a message when you hear this. <laughs> this is amazing. So, uh, the worst yeah. fuel economy I got was seven seven point three miles per gallon, and that was when we were facing like sixty mile an hour headwinds that actually triggered. My traction control and vehicle stability control to lights to pop because my, my steering wheel was like literally 30 degrees passenger driving straight because the winds were coming. Oh, wow. Right. Oh, Just wow. The, the craziest thing I ever experienced. The best fuel economy I got was 12.3, and that was coming off of the west side of the Rockies. So I was coming all downhill. I mean, it's just super easy. So, yeah. um, yeah, okay. just I, I used 440 gallons. It makes it easy to compute gallons when you get 10 miles per gallon. But 440 gallons of fuel on a two-week, nine-state road trip. <laughs> what was your What was your peak and what was your valley of the trip? Oh God, uh, the worst 
part of the trip was probably um, uh, the the first day or Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark Twain. Thank you. Yeah, Mark Twain National Forest. That just sucked. I mean, I was, was expecting to get into yeah, I was expecting to get into camp after dark. Can't really help it when you leave in the afternoon. Um, but getting a camp at two thirty, waking up three four hours later kudos for y'all for seeing the bigger picture and knowing like hey this is the first day of a two-week trip let's not let it get the best of us let's keep pushing (laughs) forward yeah kudos y'all for that man yeah that's a tough mindset to have that early in in a a long trip And, and you know what i think what made it a lot easier to get and push through that was not having any plans we had some some hard dates we had to hit Right, like the photo shoot, we couldn't miss that. We couldn't miss the. Um, so really, it was just two things: the photo shoot and the um, resort at the end of the trip right. were the two hard dates. But beyond that, we didn't care where we slept or what we did. So I think having that flexibility, and we we've mentioned this on the podcast before, but having that flexibility built mm-hmm. into your into your trip is so important because if if we had a hard date on day three. Well, day two or day one would have ruined that, you know. So having that flexibility to, to adjust things and be agile and, and work on the fly or travel on the fly is is definitely important. Nice, nice. Um, what about the peak? So the peak, oh god, that's like, jeez. Um, I loved Flagstaff actually. So Moab was cool. I loved Moab. We did a shelf road there. We visited some national parks. Uh, the national parks for me is hit or miss uh, because they're so busy, like ridiculously busy. We completely skipped Canyonlands. Like weekdays, weekends, all of it, just busy all just the time. Everybody, yeah, everybody's visiting. Well, you went during the peak time too because the desert's starting to yeah. get hot. So like, springtime is like oh, desert. Think about that. The last of the desert season, definitely. But like. And then with like COVID, everyone's going out yep, with COVID. Absolutely. And that, we experienced that. So we were in a, in a line of like 150 cars to get into Canyonlands. And we were like sitting in that line for wow. 10 minutes. We're like, Moab's too big to, to spend this much time sitting in line. To, it was like a Disney, it was like a Disney roller coaster ride, legitimately. So we just pulled a U turn and did Gemini bridges and shelf and a shelf road. Like, so that was so cool. <laughs> There's so much um, out there. You're just like, nah, oh, we're just going to go see this other stuff instead. You could legitimately stay a month in Moab and not barely scratch the surface. It's and also nice. Lying. You had a vehicle where you could like, you could legitimately go see probably yeah. 80% of what most people who are traveling out there can go see. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is like, I don't have sliders. Like I didn't, I don't have sliders. I don't have a rear bumper. I have, you know, I have AHC, so I can get a little bit of a lift. Um, but I saw tons of lifted Jeeps and on 37s. Like, I saw tons of Gladiators running the same shit I was running. I'm like, hey, I'm in a Lexus. <laughs> I didn't have sliders till I moved to yeah. Tennessee. Oh, yeah. So, that, that should I go to show you, you know, it's it's you can do things and, and still adventure off the beaten path. You just got to be smart with it, you know. Um, yeah, could they be called know, sliders because you just slide all over the fucking place in Tennessee and it's so wet all <laughs> that's the time? True. Wet rocks. <laughs> it's so wet yeah. and muddy. You can't pick a line. <laughs> that was probably the most eye-opening thing when I was on the rocks. I was like, I have unlimited amounts of grip here. Like, yeah, legitimately, I have a two hundred twenty-pound tent. It's fully loaded for two weeks on a trip, and I feel right. One in second. It. 
Yeah, and yeah. it just like grabs and holds and pulls. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, you can't do um, that here. You gotta you gotta have a little feather on the on the throttle in Tennessee, or you're gonna <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you gotta be comfortable with a little wheel spin, or you're gonna be in a bad spot. Yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah, absolutely loved loved Moab. Um, Colorado Grand Junction was actually really cool. So on the western side of of Colorado. You, okay, I've never been over there. That. I've been to Colorado a lot, but never never to Grand Junction. Yeah, Grand Junction's really cool because it's it's so different than the rest of Colorado. Um, What's different about it? It's like desert. Legitimately, oh, you come okay. off the mountain and it's just like white tan ish desert sand. So it's, it's like the so Kansas weird. on the east side, but without all the agricultural yep yep yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so okay. weird yeah um yeah it's hard to say a peak i love sedona sedona was absolutely beautiful uh flagstaff was gorgeous now did you when you went to sedona did you drive how did you come in did you come from flagstaff into sedona yeah. on that yes. mountain road that like it's a windy yeah. road and that's okay. why that's where my gatlinburg comet comes from because it's mm. like that one and i don't know if you it's beautiful it, dude. it's so gorgeous i took so much video because of course jessica's driving again <laughs> and so <laughs> so uh i took so many like i just, wouldn't expect yeah. anything else <laughs> so uh, i took a ton as a video I, I think i have like 50 or 60 gigs of photos uh that i took like oh close wow. to eight or 900 photos that i took on that entire trip um Wow. Now, Jeff just pulled up a, a photo, and that looks like that's like the gatekeeper of Broken Arrow, that one that you just had up there. But, yeah. Yeah. If, if you're in Sedona, you got to do Broken Arrow. It's just an incredible trip or an incredible trip. Super fun. Yeah. I mean, it's some – the Devil's scare, Staircase can be sketchy because it's kind of like a, a controlled sliding descent. Um, but it's really not. It looks worse than it Absolutely. is. It's it's super mm-hmm. steep, but I mean, you just have to have if your brakes That's work. It, yeah. yeah, put yeah, it. If your brakes work, low, you're good. First gear, mm-hmm. rider down, right? That's what I did. I put four low yeah. first gear, but the thing is, is so you're on slick rock, and the rock has sand on it. So there, there's portions where you kind of slide down without any sort of control and then it catches sure. you yeah, yeah so yeah. um yeah definitely if you're in sedona you gotta do broken arrow it's just so beautiful so fun um, so you, you took your uh we're looking at a trail right now so you took you took your landy down this trail here yep yep nice no heck problems. yeah did some yeah. good wheeling that's some good wheeling oh, right yeah. there that ain't that ain't yeah. rolling down you know into uh into uh, <laughs> a forest yeah that's good that's nice yeah. i like it you're standing. You're standing on the brakes when you go down yeah. that one. And it's it, it doesn't That's look. Steep. Yeah, it, it's way steeper when you're at the top because right yeah. where that where Jeff where, or LJ where you see that eighty was just starting to crest. You don't well, see. Well, that's anything. what if he, if he goes back like maybe fifteen seconds, you see his Land Cruiser at this angle, and then you see this person like starting to go down yeah. at the top. <laughs> you can, you know, that's how you can tell the angle in the picture is is yep. is when somebody starts to come in and you see how flat they are. Yeah. Oh yeah, let's say a good trail. This is people walking down it. That's a good one. Oh yeah, <laughs> going real slow. Oh my god, Jessica was having a fit. She was like, "I, I fucking hate you. What are you doing to me?" Oh, take her to, um, <laughs> oh. take her over to uh, Franklin State Forest and do it on that loose wet yeah. dirt over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, that probably so that trip probably helped you on that road because you were comfortable. Being, yeah. you know, in a in an incline like that and knowing, okay, mm-hmm. this truck's going to be fine. We're good. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, there was some some super sketchy kind of off camber, uncomfortable situations. Definitely, I mean, you know, when you have a tent on top of your roof, you're cognizant of that stuff. It makes a big um, difference. But I never felt, uh, un, you know, I always felt sure-footed, if, if that makes any sense. Never any sort of situation where I was like, ooh, I don't know what I'm doing here. So was, You have grip with the rock, so it definitely, definitely. helps. So, um, It's a more confident feeling, yeah, for sure. And there was, there was one point where I was coming up a, a pretty steep step up uh it, it almost hit my bumper and my vehicle was in high so it gives you kind of an idea um it's right before like the playground area jeff if you know what i'm talking about there's like a, a right yeah. when you go in uh, no no no. this was already in in the actual trail but there's like a pretty steep kind of just hump that you have to get up and i've lost i lost oh, yeah, grip yeah. when my rear wheels hit the rock for like a second and then it caught and then just pulled me right up so yeah, that, that rock yep. just makes things so easy to to work with. Yeah, once your tires heat up, you get the dirt. You get the dirt to go out yeah. of the way. Yep. Your tires get a little sticky from the spinning on there. You're yep. good to go. I, I did air down the tires to 20 psi, uh, which definitely helped. Um, you know, why? That's, right. that's, that's a good one. 20, 18, 20, man, on these landies, that's a good psi yeah, for, a, for a 33 or 35. Definitely. Uh, I want to try to experiment with 18 PSI to see. I know it's only two PSI different than what I was running it on, but just to, just to see. So, Sand, I do about 15 front Oh, there. interesting. Makes sense. I mean, you're, if it's pure sand, which I want to run some dunes. Yeah. I think there's some dunes in, in Ohio that I want to take a trip out there with you guys. That would be fun. Are they close I've to never Columbus? Done yeah. They might. I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, Sir William Goes did a, a dune trip with um, Action Tracks. Yeah, there's they some Oklahoma. Oh, the Max Tracks folks, right? Was that? Oh, yeah. Kansas Sam Dune. Oh, yeah. yeah. KC okay, so Max Tracks or Action Tracks? Action KC Tracks. KC Action yep. Tracks. Yep. Sorry, so, Will. Yeah. Whenever you listen to this, apologies. <laughs> yeah. Scold me so, in Instagram yeah. DMs. <laughs> so actually, Will is in uh, Colorado right now enjoying the uh, elevation. Yeah, he's he's chasing the weather, isn't he? He's yeah. doing a good job at it right now. He's doing better yep. than he did in Texas, that's for sure. Yeah, way better than Texas. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. No freezing uh, pipes. Yeah, that oh, was no yeah. good. Well, yeah, Steve, man, I'm glad you went on a trip to give us such great content. Yeah. <laughs> hey, anytime. Just uh, <laughs> When's your next one? Hopefully before the next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five years? <laughs> yeah, I'm planning my next one for five years now. I'm just dreaming about it. <laughs> no, nice. Um, no, nice. I want to do some some kind of weekend trips. You know, uh, burned up two weeks of vacation. Uh, you know, with, with work. So now I'm kind of stuck with uh, weekend trips until next <laughs> pay or next uh, fiscal year. But that's okay. well, camping season started here in Tennessee, so I know uh, I know an LBL trip is going to be in my future. Yes. Either july or august before it gets mm. it gets out of swimming season for the kiddos at the lake yep. so we gotta we gotta make something nice. like that happen for sure for we've sure. talked about it i know we've we've all three of us have talked about it for a little bit so um we got we probably got to work it into jeff's schedule because i know he's he's on a lot of adventures already this summer he's booked up full yeah oh that's too many <laughs> too much fun too many too, too much many fun. things oh my god that's how i felt in like March and I, I feel so relieved now because coming out and just seeing wide open weekends like oh I can just 
I, I'm like, I'm like a kid, but I'm also careful. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, don't plan too much stuff to where like yeah. you're now it's like a, it's like a chore to get it all done. So I'm trying yeah. to ease yeah. back and just kind of go exactly. with the flow a little bit here, but I'll Definitely. be out in the, I'll be out on the trails in two weeks. I am so excited. I am like a kid cool. in Christmas right now. Nice. I probably need to call Sheldon and just drop the <laughs> drop the cruiser off here in the next couple of days yeah. and tell him to give it a good once over because <laughs> I haven't looked at it a lot in the yep. last few months. <laughs> I know it needs an oil change first off. Um, yep. So yeah, who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens. But hey, y'all, uh, get another trip in, Steve, before the next episode next week. So we got okay, some yeah. stuff <laughs> and, uh, okay, and we'll, we'll be. Yeah. Good deal. Good deal. Well, hey, thank you all for listening. 